boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, those who don't prescribe to a gender, welcome to the GOT Guy Questions Podcast with Spencer and Lee. Spencer, say hey to the people. Hey, everybody. Spencer, we just watched the finale of Game of Thrones. It's over. There's no more Game of Thrones. What do you think? Eight years done. It, it, it's, it's a weird feeling. I mean, I... I don't really know what to make of it at this point. I know we have another show coming down the line, but I feel this has been one of the larger investments I've made in my life in terms of the eight years we've dedicated to this show. Nine, really? Really, yeah. Nine years. Not counting, not, not even counting time with the books, too. So, yeah, this has been one of my most dedicated fan commitments. And at least for the time being, we have no new books. The show is done. We don't have a confirmed new date for the uh, next, whatever next show or extension or prequel they're going to come out with. And now our watch begins. Yeah, I really don't know what to say. I mean, I guess they landed the plane in the only way they could. Um, in the sense that there was a lot of resolution, especially with the Stark characters. Um, I don't know. You asked me, I think it was the last episode, you asked me um, how it would end. And I said, John going north. Shout out to me. Yeah, you got that one right. Uh, I'm taking full credit, our bet, by the way, of Sam writing the Book of Ice and Fire. The title is enough. We got close yep. enough. We're getting yep. that one. Yep, you did it. Yep, that's that's true. You <laughs> called that one. Uh, Sansa, Queen in the North. And yeah. clearly, um, it, there was leaks about Bran being king, right? Yeah, there's no fucking way anybody predicted that. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, so we did a predictions podcast and I, I pointed out that um, the uh, the sports books, basically like where you can bet online, um, said that, you know, basically Bran was the favorite to be king. And we thought that was very strange. Uh, well, yeah, now we know why. Right. That there was clearly leaks. Clearly. So whoever posted that bet for the first time made out like a bandit. Um HBO will probably be hunting them down and they'll never be heard from again, given their usual philosophy on leaks. But, you know, I hope, hopefully they make it to a foreign country with their winnings before that happens. Well, let's get into that. I mean, how did you feel about Bran being named king? I don't buy it. What? I don't buy it. I don't buy that everybody in the room just kind of shrugged and went along with it. I particularly don't buy that everyone in the room just went, oh, Northern Independence? Okay, that's a thing. It's like... You got Iron Isles and the Dorn right there. They aren't going to immediately go. Okay, then we're gone too. Peace out. Yeah, we 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 were and, and Levi came over um, to watch it with me, and we were complaining about you know of course the Dornish are going to want independence as well. But I do think it's reasonable uh, for Brand to be king. I mean, hell, I mean at that point they didn't have anybody, right? Like, I mean, Danny's dead. Uh, Drogon fucked off with her to Valeria or wherever. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you had John, who was at that point a prisoner. Like, who else is it going to be? Like, I mean, if it's not Sansa, right? We talked about Sansa. I don't know. It makes sense. I mean, hell, I'd probably vote for Bran, too, because I'd be like, well, he knows things. I mean, he's, a, he's definitely a compromised choice. I mean, he's essentially going into that as a neutral, noble figure that no one's going to have any strong feelings or objections about. So Bran is the Biden of this race? Bran is very much the Biden of this race in all <laughs> kinds of ways. Excellent analogy, sir. I mean, I mean, he's aggressively bland. That that really does fit this. Aggressively bland. <laughs> I'm gonna get uh, you a T-shirt with that with that on it. But, but the advantage of I mean, Tyrion w- spoke well about the advantages of Bran. 
No one chose to really point out the disadvantages that, that he's scarcely human, has no emotional resonance, nor really cares about the presence because he lives almost entirely in the past. Yeah. Which are all problems, and again, we're kind of fitting well with our Biden comparison there, but go on. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, he, he even spoke, like, here's my question to you. Did he know this was happening? Because, like, when they turn to him and they're like, hey, man, you're king, he's like, why do you think I even came here? Yeah, like, that was an interesting line. They've been playing fast and loose about the ability Bran has to potentially see and plan out the future. Because um, that seemed almost like a prophetic line of, yeah, I arranged all this. That's why I'm here. Like, yeah, that was weird. That, that, that's not in your scope of your abilities, right? Can we talk about the death of Danny? Um, I called it. I get money for that. You did. Uh, you so did. Start there. Uh, otherwise, it It happened. I mean, I found the aftermath of the death a much more powerful scene than the actual death. The death was just, okay, well, yeah, I guess I called that. Um, good thing she was, you know, megalomaniac trusting that there were literally no guards in the room and she's still allowing a person that she deems is a possible threat to her power to wander around freely with arms. But, okay, she's, she's dead now and we got an hour left to go. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I kind of thought this would happen. Uh, I thought that she would die very early in the episode. Mm -hmm. um, and that makes right. sense. I mean, what she did, there was no coming back from. And the, the, and the show is very clear about that. It was it, it was interesting, the degree to which she... I wasn't... I was very curious how the show was going to play out her justifications for her actions. I mean, we talked about that her actions were utterly indefensible and that there wasn't really much that she could offer. But the show really heavily emphasized, in her mind, anything is justifiable for the world that she dreams of for breaking the tyrannical processes that she's effectively declared war upon. Uh, and they hit that hard, but we never really got to see her offer any degree of explanation for what, how her particular act could be justified. That she really just kind of punted on it, and John, given that he was planning on killing her right then, didn't, get, didn't choose to grill her much on that subject. Yeah, but, no, we, but I, I do think, like, having her die early... Um, was helpful to the plot, right? Because then you can start to get resolution uh, from all these other characters. Now, question for you. Yeah. What the hell is Grey Worm doing in Narth? Uh, he's fulfilling his last promise to Nasende. So he's just gonna he's just taking the Unsullied to just sit on the beach? Uh, the Unsullied are now going to serve as the Coast Guard of Narth. That, that is what they talked about. There will be no more slavers coming to Narth. There will be no more Nasendes taken away from their home. He's fulfilling his last promise to her just without her having a role in it. I feel very good about the North economy. Um, they, don't, they, don't, they don't know what's coming, but man, they have a boondoggle coming. I mean, as we've seen of the unsullied skills, the engineering projects, the public works that these guys are going to engage in for North. I mean, <laughs> there are going to be aqueducts. There are going to be windmills. It, it's going to be beautiful. All right. And we end with Tyrion as hand. Hand yeah. to Bran the Broken. First yeah, his name. Good, good title. Good title. Uh, I wonder if Tyrion... It's a good enough title. I wonder if Tyrion had kind of plotted this as an off chance before he walked into the room. Um, but it, several of our... I mean, as you said, the main focus of this episode was about resolutions. was about ending the last remaining of our character arcs in various satisfying enough ways. Tyrion is once again hand of the king, which is essentially Bran's view of a punishment so that he can make fix all the mistakes that the writers have been giving him for the last two seasons. 
which <laughs> and oh. that one season where he was just gone right they skipped him yeah there was one season that he was just in transit um let's see here uh brienne is now uh seemingly the uh lord commander of the king's guard yep yep that's which is fulfilling that's... so many of her wishes and dreams even getting to write in the white book to finish jamie's story which is clearly bittersweet to her um how'd you got... feel about that because her, I mean, he hit it and quit it, right? Like, I mean, is, she should be angry at him. Yeah, and she really painted a more rosy picture of it than actually what happened. I mean, like, she did you see her description of him riding south? Yeah, it was he rode south to save the people of King's Landing. Bull fucking shit! Fake news. He rode south to go try to save Cersei, and apparently gave not one fuck about anybody else that was in the city. Um, but she clearly was forgiving him in her heart or at least choosing to focus on the more positive sides of his character and what he had done and meant to her. Uh, so that was nice of her to give him that kind of exit, giving how really rotten he treated her in the end. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Do you want to go through our bets? Uh, we got to go through all the bets. Yeah. Let's, let's do that now before we go through the recap. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. You cleaned up my friend. No, I didn't. There's a, yes, there's a you did. You destroyed me. Look, I'm going to go through them. Um, Cersei wins a Game of Thrones. Uh, I win you get that, that one. one. Danny dies. You said yes. You win that one. Oh, give me amounts, man. I got. I got. I don't know how much I owe you. Ten bucks. Uh, um, so I owe you. So you. So I owe you right, th- look, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll count them out, and you keep track, right? Okay. So uh, I won. Cersei um, wins a Game of Thrones. So I, I win thirty bucks. Okay. Thirty. Danny. Do. Danny dies. You win. That's a ten dollar bet. So I'm up twenty. Okay. Braun gets a castle. You said yes, ten bucks. Okay, you, so you're you up win 10. that one. You win that one. Mm-hmm. John survives. You said yes, twenty dollars. Now you're I'm up, up 10. ten. Yep. Uh, uh, John, Danny, and company win the Battle of Winterfell. Uh, you said no, ten dollars. So I, I get ten bucks out of that. It's a push. Um, Sam writes the song of ice and fire. Spencer says, yes, yeah, straight up bet $15. I'm up 15. <laughs> Will Clegane Bowl happen? You said yes, $15. 30. And then first to die in episode three. Uh, you said gray worm. I said, Jorah, that's a push. So you win $30 to me. Now it's the time I reveal that I've got an uncle on the writing staff. Maybe should have mentioned that earlier, but you know, details. <laughs> You you did. You won, man. You 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 owned me. You owe me thirty dollars of drinks when we all attend Con of Thrones later this year. <laughs> so that's how the the bets settle. Okay. Well, where do you want to go from here? Because what? I feel like there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Our recap of this is going to be long because, as you said, any we tend to talk the longest about episodes that work that focus on character arcs or the end of character arcs, and that was not thick. That was well more than half of this episode. That Danny died in like the first, what, 35, 40 minutes? That was, oh, that even was... before that, probably like 15, 20. Yeah. And, and then the rest was setting out the end of character arcs for essentially everyone who's still alive. Everyone got in it. Freaking Edmure Tully showed back up this episode. I would have lost money on that. I was very happy to see John go back north, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the cheers in my living room when he sat down and actually petted Ghost. Fucking. Oh, my fun. God. Yeah. I was pumping my fists. That, that, so what I wanted two episodes ago. 
Yeah, we talked about this. Like, I, I really was hoping he would go back north. He would go hang with Tormund. He would go be with Ghost. And, and, and like, that's a perfect resolution for John's character, right? Like, that's where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I thought it was amazing. Like, I was so happy with how they, you know, they they uh, handled John's character, right? Like, he did kill Danny. He needed to kill Danny, but then he was able to go north and actually be of the north, as Tormund talked about. Uh, I think two episodes ago. And not to throw a bit of sarcasm and shade your way, but I enjoy the extensive CGI efforts they made to have a realistic ghost petting. Shut up. <laughs> Half their budget for the season, but it made for a very satisfying petting moment. Well, it wasn't CGI. That was an actual wolf. An actual wolf that was the size of a small horse that they had? No, that was no actual wolf. That was an actual wolf. I guarantee you. We will... we go, okay. We'll follow up for the the full recap, but I think that was a real wolf. I think they actually flew a wolf up there. That was a damn big wolf if that was a wolf, and that was some very convincing makeup they had. And you know, it, it missing an ear and an, an ear and several scratches along its face. Well, I mean, you know, they they do some CGI a little bit. But I, <laughs> I do think there was actually a wolf there. But we we we'll, we'll we can that. confirm. We can confirm. But um, I do like that Tormund survived. <laughs> everything. All odds. Tormund survived. <laughs> and, and apparently has learned how to ride a horse. I mean, he was riding it like a lord there. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, good on him. Um, okay, uh, and Arya goes west of Westeros, which, shout sure. out to the fandom. We've all been asking that question. We've always been asking what is out there. Um, it We know for a fact it doesn't normally work out well for Starks, historically. I can add this to book nerd bitching, but there was a Stark king that took the entire Stark fleet and just disappeared out there. Um so, yeah, well, well, hopefully she'll do better than that. <laughs> All right, so we wrapped up Arya. We have Sansa, who's Queen of the North. Got everything that she wanted. She accomplished every one of her little finger Cersei goals, manipulated all of those around her. Credit to her. Her training and what she endured and what she overcame and what she, the lessons and experience she's gained as a result, served her well. She got everything that she wanted more than anybody else in this story. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, Bran is king with Tyrion in his hand. Why are they even debating getting a master of whispers? Yeah, I don't do, know. That do, was do you a need one, scene. really? Yeah, I don't I don't understand why we had to like be subjected like in the last five minutes of Game of Thrones to like the bureaucracy of like appointing <laughs> master I, I, of whispers. It was a very weird scene. I guess the point of that was that, you know, it, politics continues that as much as change, as much as, as much as seemingly has been altered about their world, the political infighting will continue forever about whether what's more important, ships or brothels. Which do we want to hold a vote on that? Or do we want to save that for the re- save that for the full recap. We can save that for the recap. But just shout out to Samuel Tarley, Grand Maester. Grand Maester, uh, he doing well for himself. Uh, clearly, it was a bit of a political appointee because I'm doubting he made it up through the ranks with a a popular acclaim vote from the Citadel. But you know, good on him. Uh, I do not buy, we've talked about this, I do not buy for an, inst- an instant that the Reach Lords would not have assassinated Bronn on day two of him being the new Lord Paramount of the Reach and Lord of Highgarden, yeah. but he seems to be doing okay with it. Well, you won money off of it. I did win money off it. He is now arguably the most powerful Lord in all of the Seven Kingdoms, uh, and is Master of Six. Coin to boot. What? Six Kingdoms. Fair. 
Uh, technically, there are seven. That, that that's always annoyed me. I mean, there the are seven. Yeah. yeah, there are eight kingdoms, and there are seven in the south. So they really could just ignore that convention and just call it the Seven Kingdoms and the North. Yeah. But, so, question for you. Um, what do you think? Like, I, we're never gonna know. Obviously, the show is over. But mm. if you had to guess, do you think these characters ever see Drogon again? Uh, Bran does. Yeah, well, it's true. Bran can see Drogon potentially whenever he wants. Uh, we don't fully know the distance limitations of the last Green Seer. Uh, he clearly has gotten expanded his, his abilities that he's no longer entirely relying on the Weirwood net and can seemingly control ravens from distances of hundreds of miles away from where he is. So I, he could well pop into either Drogon or around Drogon and have a bit of a look-see. So, yeah, Drogon could definitely see him again. Uh, but unless he's directing Drogon back to Westeros, I don't picture any of the characters seeing him again. So, I don't. I got a text from Weaver, uh, which he was just here like 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. uh, he says he's envisioning Arya in a Westerosi gender flip version of Taken. Uh, where, <laughs> where in like 20 years, Arya's like, I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> Oh, God. Full, going to full Liam Neeson. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Good work there, Levi. Uh, um, I'm, I'm reading texts to my parents, and they are pissed. What? What are they mad about? Uh, well, you, I can do quotes if you'd like. Yeah, um, fire away. Okay. Uh, quotes from my dad starting at 10.03, which was while the episode was still going. Really silly, stinky, stinky, Arya will find a buried Statue of Liberty. What? Oh, uh, yeah. A little uh, Planet of the Apes. Uh, and for my mom, they're apparently texting separately, which is fun. Amateurish, totally inconsistent with anything, not believable, terrible, couldn't even watch it. Wow. Uh, so they did not enjoy it. So, <laughs> wow. hard disagree with your parents. I, hard disagree. They've been, they've been getting increasingly pissed as the season has been going on, kind of really riding the same wave as a fair amount of the fandom. And I this gives me a hint about some of the Twitter comments we're going to see tomorrow from the rest of the fan base. I don't know, man. I mean, what? How else could you end it? Like, I mean, Danny had to die. Obviously, I mean, what she did was unforgivable. Yeah. Uh, John going back north. I mean, we all sort of wanted that to happen. Mm -hmm. um, Sansa being queen of the north. I mean, that's that's a great ending. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. what what's the complaint here? I mean, I think the complaint that the fandom's going to have is the complaint they've had from the beginning, is that even if the even if the plot resolutions are satisfying, the connections between them don't always work. Um, so, some of them this episode felt forced, but I feel like this season, the best way to take this season is one episode at a time rather than trying to necessarily connect the episodes together. Because I mean, er, even early on, I was again throwing just massive amounts of shade about how many fucking Unsullied and Dothraki we clearly got to see are remaining. Yeah, that's uh, a fair point. But as a standalone episode, I thought it had some. I thought it had some strong moments. I thought it. I thought as a result of it having to do so many resolutions in the second half, it inherently, based on its decision making, meandered. But I don't know how it could really avoid that, just based on the ending it wanted to paint. Of where, if you want to do that many character resolutions, you are going to have to meander through a lot of characters for a while. Yeah, I agree. Question for you: mm -hmm. um, Did you cry when Drogon was nudging Danny? It, that was a very tender moment. That that was a tender moment. I did not break out into tears, but there was a part of my stone cold heart that pondered the concept, even if it didn't pull it off. Ooh, it got me when he was just nudging her, trying to get her back up. Oh my god! 
it, it, it was very sweet. And I mean, that's that's not sweet. That's fucking painful. It was a tender moment. How about that? Spencer, I'm going to I'm going to shepherd you through emotion here. Okay, um, please. Help. Very very difficult for you. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. That was sad. Is that what sadness is? Yes. That's sad. That's not tender. That's not that's not comforting. That's just really sad. That's a that, thing you cry. So so um, when, when when a cat when plays it. with a toy on the ground, that, that that's sad? That that's how I interpret that moment? What the what what? That's not he's not playing. <laughs> You need a dog. You need a dog real bad. And you need like a I dog. A dog. Right, yeah, right but you need a dog that you care about. <laughs> it, yep. <laughs> it, it, it was... I, mean, I have a hard time feeling sad about it because Danny desperately needed to die. I mean, I felt bad for Drogon. He lost, and you're going to hate me if you're using the term, but he lost his mom. Ugh. I know you hate this, but it is the concept that they seem to share. Uh, and in many ways, I mean, uh, we talked before the prior episode of, 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 of Danny's remaining supporters. Who would we expect to die or live? And I'm very glad that Drogon got an exit alive. I was getting... Very much afraid there for a second that they were going to have Arya fly out of nowhere and stab Drogon in the back or something. Would look oh, like he was about to incinerate John. Did you did you have those fears for a second too? I absolutely did. I, a matter of fact, every time Arya was on the screen, I was like, "Please just don't do something stupid." Like <laughs> after she killed the Night King, I'm like, "Can we just like not with the Arya thing?" Right? Yeah, she, she she's done her impossible act. She's fulfilled yes. any aspect of prophecy. We don't need her to x more people off this list. Other no. characters need screen time. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, but I was desperate. I, I was very much afraid about Arya walking through the Unsullied about what are they going to have her do? What plot point are they going to have her resolve to move us farther? But I was glad that they kept Arya's role in an, in an exit arc rather than a further build. I thought it was very interesting that Drogon gave Jon a pass. It was interesting. Um, and we, we probably need to touch on this in the recap because, I mean, I think that, that deserves us to drill down into it because I did not expect that. He did this symbolic equivalent of punching a wall rather than punching you um, in terms of incinerating everything that was over to his right and over John rather than incinerating John. He was clearly pissed and wanting to express his pissed nature, but for some reason he let let that blow pass over John. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the Iron Throne was melted down. It was melted down. And that was a gorgeous visual to watch performed and incredibly symbolic about the end of this last marker of Targaryen rule, the end of this last thing that so many have fought for and so many have died for and the kingdom has bled for for the sake of this relic. So, yeah, that was a powerful moment about them christening in a new era. Um, I mean, my, my overall opinion about the episode was is that I thought it was fine. I was not partic- I was not overwhelmed. I was not underwhelmed. I was you're various whelmed. categories of whelmed. Yeah, uh, you're whelmed. I, I thought it resolved arcs about how I thought it would. I thought the back half was inherently meandering in a way I'll be curious to see on rewatch how I feel about it. I thought the front half had some very very effective moments. I mean, there was no music at all for like the first 10 minutes of this episode, and that was very starkly laying out the visuals Stark. they wanted to show. I, I need to get I, I need to expand my vocabulary, but I love that <laughs> word so much. Uh <laughs> But Tyrion walking through the burnt-out streets of King's Landing, walking into the vaults underneath. <laughs> Did you think for a second that they, they were just going to have Cersei and Jaime alive still? 
As you, we walked into that room and it wasn't quite as crushed as we thought it was. So obviously, because I'm a professional, I was writing notes on my phone um, during this. <laughs> yeah. And as Tyrion was like going through the bricks, I had my phone in my hand and I, I promise you, Spencer, if fucking either one, either Jamie or Cersei was alive, I was going to throw my phone against the fucking TV. Yeah. Like that would have made me crazy. It, it, it's it, what we're doing right now kind of dim, is kind of a little bit sad to a certain point, but it shows that as much as we've enjoyed the show, our respect and trust for the writers has clearly gone down. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're keeping, we kept expecting them to do the dumbest thing. And we're happy they dodged those bullets. They did dodge the... the you know, they didn't do anything really stupid. I, no, no, I, I'll, no. I'll say that. I mean, no. it, it was, a, it was a, a very casual, very unapologetic, unoffensive landing. I think that's the best way to describe it. Of Where it didn't go for shocking surprises, didn't go for shocking swerves, didn't go for plot points that were pulled out of nowhere, were not properly brought up. The only one that you could debate about is Bran in terms of th- things that come that came as a bit of a swerve. But as you said, Tyrion worked hard to justify it, and he is the Biden choice among the among the primary field that they had before them. Um, so I mean, I think the worst you could say about it was that I would I may come to the conclusion in the end, and I can perfectly justify what people might see this as a bit underwhelming um, because it didn't build for much or go for some dramatic ultimate conclusion it just resolved its arcs in a way that was ultimately satisfying if not particularly inspired or inspiring but that's fine it it had to land this plane despite the fact it essentially was you know going towards the ground at 500 miles an hour without wings and so the fact that it landed at all is worthy of worthy of praise <laughs> i like that analogy because it's true i mean obviously you know, and, and I've had this conversation with so many people about this season. Yes, it, it's going to feel rushed. It's only six episodes. It's going to feel rushed. But considering the fact that it was rushed, I do think that we got some resolution for our main characters. Uh, Danny dead. Danny needed to die. John going north. I like that. Tyrion is hand. Bran is king. I'm going to have to marinate on that for a while. Yeah. Um, it, it, it deserves further thought. Um, I, I we won't get to see it play out, but I have concerns, and I have practical concerns about the degree to which people would necessarily back him up on it. But we'll debate that come two days later after a couple of rewatches. Yeah. I, I did enjoy that there were a couple times of when the episode t- taunted doing something stupid and then immediately made fun of those who believed that they would. Like when uh, Sam at the, you know, the uh, council meeting decided he'll be the next king proposes democracy... I'm turning to Bridget going, that would, no fucking way. No fucking way everyone's going to go with that. And as I'm saying that, yeah. as you finish the spiel, everyone starts laughing. Bard's like, okay, good. Everyone's on the same page then. I thought that was funny because, you know, like a lot of us had that sort of idea, right? That it would there would be no throne. It would it would basically go back to um, the seven Anarchy. or eight kingdoms. And it, you basically create a democracy. And it like the, the show just shit all over that. I thought that was pretty funny. I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed that the one doing the round robin of the voting scene. Both Bridget and I had turned to each other at one point and saying, okay, this is the Lord's Paramount you know, of Westeros. Why are Brienne and Davos on the stage? Well, and Davos. As they're, they're doing the, tur- <laughs> the, during the turn vote, they get to Davos. It's like, I don't think I really get a vote, but yeah, I'm down. So I love that. <laughs> Davos is the best, man. I'm so glad he survived. Like, uh, my, my top two of folks who survived that make me so happy they survived 
Tormund number one, Davos two. Uh, tw- yeah, Tormund and Davos really damn high up on that list. They are characters I still very much care about. I'll throw a ghost on top of that. And again, the ghost exit just made me so happy that even though I was pissed at the show that they pulled that punch a couple episodes back, I got it here and it did. Again, I, I there is no emotion here. We discussed this that you know the idea of a cat playing with a mouse before it kills it. I, I I'm, I'm now thinking is what sadness is based on your definition. But yes. we'll work on that later. But that I, I think you call that an emotion that it stimulated, and I approved of that. Oh wow! Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Spencer had an emotion. Yeah, you know, I, it's I, a breakthrough. I, I, I feel like a real boy now. I'll go talk to Geppetto and let him know. <laughs> okay. Anything else we want to cover? I mean. Look, it's the end of Game of Thrones. Uh, it's not much it, to say. I mean, I will be very eager to have a long recap conversation with you because there's so much to marinate about now that we've just finished so much time in this show and it has accomplished so much and generated so much controversy in the process. We I, we have our work cut out for us when we wrap up our final episode, at least our final episode of new content and uh, of, of new material being released from HBO in our GOT Got Questions podcast. I look forward to it, sir. As do I. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the reaction podcast for the very last episode of Game of Thrones ever. Thank you for joining us in the GOT Guy Questions podcast. Spencer, I've enjoyed this. Till next time, Mike. See you. <laughs>